Right, hello everyone, welcome back to the Piggy Podcast. It's been about 10 months or 8 was, months it or was something. New Year's Eve, wasn't it? It was like just after New Year's Eve that we last did one of these. Well, it's February, wasn't it? Because it's Dartmoor. Yes, it was. So that's the last one. We're back again by unpopular demand. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I feel like we've both been... Lots happened uh, since we last did one of these. So, Pig, what's happened to you? Oh, um, so I've left university. I just wasn't liking the course. It wasn't for me. So, that, so I'm out of that. And might go into um, nursing and then go up, you know, work my way up to like GP sort of standard. Can you do that from uh, going from nurse to GP? Is that possible? Or do you need to go to university again to do that? Because I feel like you might. Um, it's a weird one because like despite, you know, like you need a degree for nursing and paramedics and stuff and obviously like to be a fully acquired doctor, with like GP you can get that through experience. It's like, really? so like a paramedic can become a GP and a nursing can because you're working with like you got to like do a bit of diagnosing and stuff. I guess the only difference with nursing is you're specialising. Well, that's interesting because I don't go to the doctors very often. But the last time I did go, um, I think I had um, um, uh, I don't know. I can't. I don't know the name of it. Uh, what's the thing? That you, tonsillitis. I had that. Oh. And. Um, the guy who did it wasn't actually a, a doctor, he was a nurse who was working the GP. I, I was going to come across a lot more dodgy. Yeah, it's just some guy, you know, he had a white fan <laughs> on, along the street. <laughs> Nothing was sterilised. But yeah, so he was a nurse, so perhaps that's the sort of thing that you could be going into. Um, but yeah, I've, uh, I've sort of had a change of jobs, a little bit of a flip-flop around. Um, and I'm sort of in the process of applying to different things, so yeah, both a bit of a change. So, Pig, what what are you doing at the moment? So, at the moment, I'm sort of working with my dad, who's a carpenter, but it's not. We haven't actually like made anything, so I haven't made like cabinets or anything. It's mostly been like kitchen fittings, or you know, someone's getting their they're getting a house painted, and you've got to like fix the window frames because they're all rotten away and stuff like that. Are you enjoying it? Uh, yeah. Is it something that you've always wanted to do, or is it sort of just a, something to do while you're in between two jobs, like go from university to work? Um, to be honest, it's just something to keep me busy for the time being. Like, you know, I don't want to want to be sitting around, so it's nice to be active. Yeah, like that's sort of what I'm doing at the moment as well. It's like rather than just sitting around in between jobs, I'm sort of doing a bit of gardening here and then, but also doing a lot of sitting around, so it's been a bit boring. Yeah, but we haven't really had a boring summer. You know, we went to Goodwood. Yeah. Where um, you like to constantly talk about how, because I wanted to get a um, Aston Martin T-shirt for my mother, and so that was a constant reminder I kept throwing to you. Well, this was a good one because we went to Goodwood and he went, I really want to get an Aston Martin t-shirt and it's because uh, Aston Martin started doing quite well in the Formula One Yeah. and um, I said alright fine let's go to Aston Martin so we went there no merch shop or anything so I, I sort of thought well perhaps there's not going to be any 
went to like the the non-direct merch shop, didn't have anything. Nice. So then Piggy went up to, we went into the... Uh, Caterham. Caterham, it? yeah, it's the Caterham like building, right? We were talking to this guy about his brand new car, and it's a Caterham guy, and he, Piggy goes, you won't be able to help me, where's the Aston Martin merch? <laughs> no, Piggy, you can't ask him that. The, the thing was though, it's like, because... I guess, like, you know, the, he was wearing, like, a normal, like, a polo or something. And, you know, I guess, like, in small rhyme, it says, you know, like, Caterham or whatever. It's not like he's got, a, it's not like a football T-shirt where at the back it has, like, number 88 Caterham. <laughs> you know, it wasn't in big letters. So I, I just thought he was an ordinary person from the public. But I think I made up to it, though, because then I started talking about, asking him about the car. Yeah, we were asking about this car. And the car was, it was this new electric four-door, wasn't it? Yeah. And I guess for some people who don't know, Caterham, they sort of make kind of like one single seaters, kind of like a go kart. Well, two seaters, but they're Are like they? track cars. They're track cars. They're not. They don't. They look very unlike a car, really. But they've actually made a, um, well, like a sort of coupe, wasn't it? It was a sedan. So it was a very. Um, well, is it sedan or is that American saloon? Saloon. Yeah. It's a uh, very, you know, family friendly. All these car companies are going very family friendly now. I mean, I, Lotus making an SUV, Ferrari I, making an SUV. I blame Lamborghini. Ever since they made the Lamborghini Urus, Ferrari they made they basically Lamborghini made a SUV, and then that was very good because loads of people wanted SUVs, and it's Lam- and you can get the Lamborghini badge without getting a supercar. And then what happened was. People brought the Urias and then they brought Lamborghinis afterwards. I think the difficulty is, is is it's very much a cash cow because it's slightly less money than um, the full-blown supercar. But, you know, because they're making so many more of them and people want to have an SUV because it's practical. I do that with little bunny ears. Practical. People want to have them and it's a cash cow for everyone. You know, Ferrari's going to start doing it. Ferrari did, obviously, you know, Ferrari and Lamborghini have got a big rivalry. So Lamborghini started doing better sales. So Ferrari thought, we're going to make an SUV to get better sales. And then everyone's like, well, fuck, Ferrari are doing it. And Lotus, like, or Geely, who own Lotus, were like, we're going to make an SUV. But to link it a bit back to that cage room um, discussion, so obviously electric power is a big thing. And this cage room they made, it's going to be, they said it was going to be like the lightest, like, electric car or electric vehicle when it comes on the market. Which is amazing because obviously electric vehicles are renowned for being so heavy because of the batteries and motors, you know, there's a motor on each wheel usually. But it's the lighter because they've made it out of, is it all carbon or something? It's, yeah, it's all carbon and also, to be honest, out of all the companies to do it, Caterham are probably one of the best because they're famed for making light cars. Yeah. Uh, So it's quite, you know, it's fairly exciting at the same time. It's just another electric saloon car, so... I personally don't think electric works. Why's that? Well, I just feel like it's now been extended to, what, um, 2035? And my personal opinion is just by that point, you know, we're already messing around with, like, sustainable fuels and hydros looking more and more likely. And, you know, I guess as well, let's throw in a bit of sport, in 26... um, Formula One are going to start using sustainable fuels. And, you know, Formula One's kind of whole point is that it's progression of motoring and engineering. So, you know, it just feels like by the time we get to it, sustainable fuels are going to be more, like, just more available. 
and prob in some ways more reliable. Well, I mean, we've got Porsche and Honda developing synthetic fuels um, in Formula One, which is often regarded as a test space for modern mod modernities, you know, futuristic things, which we eventually see in our road-going cars. They tested synthetic fuel in Austria, and, it, you know, you couldn't tell, could you? Well, why would you be able to tell? Um, and... That's something they're going to do, uh, is it next year or the year after, they're going to run completely on synthetic fuel? Yeah, it's in 26, isn't it, when they're doing it, which is when they're bringing in, like, Cadillac. And new cars and new powertrains and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, um, that's going to be interesting. But, yeah. So, have you got any good anecdotes to tell the listeners, which are probably in none now, because we've not done it in so long? Any good anecdotes? Uh, fuck, you you're really trying to... I'm trying to, like, look for one in the uh, in the ethos. Ah. His brother's got an owl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he got a... Um, well, he wanted an owl for, like, ages, apparently. And we... I, I think my parents sort of maybe just... We're doing that like, a classic where they're just going to, like, sort of make excuses and, like... So, t like, they go, oh, we can't do it this year, it'll be next year. And so then in the... You know, like, just basically give him a long time so he'll grow out of it yeah and never did and then he was yeah he was so tenacious on the idea he got he got a oh i can't remember what it's called yeah just to clarify we are literally walking the dog as we're doing this and my dog monty um he just got groomed yesterday and <laughs> he sort of just jumped into the drink and i'm a bit worried because we've got a big pond coming up and oh, no. and that's like got moss and stuff in it you know it's lovely cultivated field yeah beautiful i tell you what that all over it. uh i'm sure you've got you obviously got your dog ted does he do what i don't know what it is with dogs but like when there's like full-grown crop they just love to jump in it like jump up and down like skipping i always tell my dogs off for it because as a responsible dog owner i think it's my responsibility to keep the dog under control. As a um, as an ambassador for fun, I like to um, applaud this for the dog. <laughs> so last time we did a podcast, went to Dartmoor, and I, you know, it's one of those experiences where I really enjoy it. I, I love looking back on it, think it's an amazing time. But um, obviously, we we stayed for one night shorter than we were supposed to. Um, I think we should go back again. What do you think? Yeah, go back and we we did find some lovely spots as well as we sort of carried on the hike. It didn't help that we found out in the morning that we were on like a sort of uneven slope. Yeah, well, as per whenever you wild camp, you always find out that you're slept in a very <coughs> inconvenient place. You know, you look up in the daytime and you can see everything and it's wonderful. There's amazing camping locations. But uh, at night you can't see anything, obviously. But it'd be really good to go back there because we went in February which was, it was chilly, wasn't it? But we were warm when we were doing what we were doing. Um, but it's currently October. So it's been a long time since we did a podcast. And October, it's bloody warm. I'm in, I'm in a t-shirt. It's ridiculous. I can't believe how warm it is. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Um, I work out, just to clarify, I work out at Butchers. And so usually at this time, like it's really quiet. Yeah. But because it's still like really sunny, people are still having barbecues and stuff. It's insane. I'm starting to get excited though for winter. I mean, snow maybe. Um, 
uh, being unemployed <laughs> or uh, res uh, recently retired, I found that I'm very excited for the idea of having money and going back on road trips again. Because since the last podcast, I've been on a road trip to Europe um, again. And uh, I really can't wait to go back again. I want to learn how to ski and go to the Alps and go skiing in the winter. I think this is, this is my plans for adulthood. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, um, it's been a bit of a break, isn't it, from podcasting? We've sort of, I think we've both had our fair share of uh, changes yeah. uh, to happen recently. Yeah, you, um, you mentioned the podcast. Um, so a couple of weeks, well, I don't know, ever so months back, I went to Pablo's like big gathering. And last time I went there, you know, it's basically got so drunk that I passed down a hay bale and I looked like a dead person. We all know the party story. So this time I, um, I went there and I, I mean, no disrespect to Pablo, but the whole, the whole sort of atmosphere was a bit similar to a wake. <laughs> and uh, generally, because I was going there, people were asking about podcasts. I feel like I was advertising, like handing out leaflets. Well, I obviously didn't go to this party, but what happened? Any highlights, anything to report back on? Um, I, I have to say, I feel bad. This one person was getting apparently um, like, accusations of being racist. Oh. And um, I think he was like debating or something with someone about it. And I went up to him and went, oh, you're the guy last night. You got last time you got so drunk and said the white male was the most suppressed human in the suppressed person on the planet, <laughs> without realising the previous the context that I was Piggy putting adding people to. in it since 2000. Yeah, sorry, Jacob. <laughs> um, yeah, we um, just the other day we went on a uh, a boat ride, didn't we? One of our friends has got a boat, and we uh, it was his birthday. So he took the boat from Levington Marina to Harwich. And uh, it's not terribly far, just Long River, but that's quite nice. I thought that was quite a cool experience to do. Um, but um, I don't know if anyone yeah. will be interested in this, but a bit of interesting news. Ooh. Piggy and I have been playing Formula One. <laughs> and we've obviously very... We got into it sort of at the start of this season. We tried to get into it last year, but... It's a little bit harder, but this year we've really gotten into Formula One, and with getting into Formula One, we've gotten into the Formula One game. And Piggy and I, being recently retired, um, <laughs> our other friends sort of just starting their careers, clearly far behind our own. Um, our mental age. Yeah, clearly, we've uh, we've been playing Formula One, and not just any old races. We've been doing full 100 and uh, how long is it? 100. 90-minute races? Yeah, 90-minute races. Hour and 30. Yeah. Uh, we've done a full few, a couple of full calendars uh, of season racing now. We're <laughs> just, just, just doing taking half. out all the races we don't like. Yeah, but we, we're pretty hardcore on it. And I think the thing that I'm most impressed by is that for years and years, because Luke... Uh, who's Luke? Piggy. Because Piggy was racing or started playing games later than us, he was never quite as good when it came to shooting games, racing games, loads of different things. Mm. Um, but what I'm most impressed by is the steep learning curve that he's developed because he's so good. Now we're racing like side by side and it's like difficult, you know, um, to, to, to overtake or compete where before it was so easy 
now it's a proper challenge. I'm really impressed. Uh, what do you think? How, how have you gotten so good, Vic? Um, well, a bit of practice, a lot of grinding. It helps to have a few um, assistments on, assists. Yeah. But not to be honest, I have sort of handicapped it now, so it's not. It's not like you know I've got racing well, line and stuff like that. The thing you've got on is traction control now, isn't it, really? Yeah. I've got to be honest. I am. I'm also. I need like full concentration when I do this race. It's, I'm like really bad. If I if my phone gets like a notification and it goes from black screen to like my home, my lock screen, or whatever, <laughs> like the like I don't try to, but the corner of my eye is like magnetic to it. <laughs> or I tell you what, one thing I miss from being at uni is the fucking privacy I get. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go deep here, but if I'm like, you know, want a bit of a wank in the morning. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing it. I start hearing footsteps. I'm just like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, okay, I've got to make it look like I'm sleeping or being innocent. I'll quickly put my tablet onto YouTube. And then you think, all right, they're just going to say something. My mum comes in, just goes, oh, I'll just let you know, so-and-so, Sam, birthday today. I'm like, great, okay. And you think, right, they're going to leave. Then they look out the window and go, oh, it was a nice weather, and they sit down. And I'm like oh, still, no. and I'm still there like thinking, or oh, then they start complaining because I'm not up in the morning. Like, I'm not dressed. And I'm like, in my, my inner monologue is going, I would be up if we let me finish. Well, that's a disgusting monologue. Uh, yeah, it is. None of us want it to hear. Well, but, uh, I think it highlights the lack of privacy I have. That's Piggy's morning habit for you. Um, I, it's interesting you bring up phones, though, because I've, I like everyone, I've been debating the use of, of phones a lot recently, and I, I don't know about you, but I think after uh, my phone dies, I've got an iPhone XR, uh, maybe I will, it's not a flex anymore, um, but maybe I will buy another phone and I'll just cave into everyone having smartphones, but I sort of thought that I'd go back to having a dumb phone. Because like a Nokia brick or something. Exactly, a Nokia brick, like a little burner phone. Just because uh, I, I survived perfectly well a few years ago with just that. And provided my work doesn't demand that I have a high-tech phone to tell me when I'm working and when I'm not working, I think it could be quite nice. How old were you when you got your first phone? When I got my first phone, I was 12. Because I was going to school and getting the bus in, and I needed a phone to be able to text my mum or whatever, yeah. um, whether any delays or things like that. And um, I didn't really need it. I had an iPod Touch at the time, so I was sort of um, yeah, using YouTube or early YouTube and things like that at the time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I had a little Nokia brick for my actual phone, and I didn't have any technology except from that to go to school to. And I had that for a year or two. Um, and I had a little snake X near on it. It was great. And, you know, it was it was when I got, uh, you know, the the iPhone and everything like that. It's where you start being, like, ever connected to everything all the time. I'm, a, I'm very guilty for scrolling on Instagram. Yeah, I think we all do it. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, for if anyone still uses that. Uh, I think people just end up scrolling. YouTube shorts. These things are made to keep our attention span for ages and ages and ages and what do we ultimately get out of it you know i um i actually funny enough started off with a nokia brick at the same sort of age did you yeah i don't think it was for the, the re it wasn't for the reasons you got it i got it like i guess my parents thought oh everyone's getting phones now so like i guess in a social environment he needs he needs a phone to survive. he needs friends 
the phones, well, my friend. <laughs> I found, if you, you go out now, you see such young people with phones, you know, like little kids with phones yeah. and iPads and stuff. And being in the pub, um, I, I saw a, a family come in not long ago, family of four, two adults, two kids. And they came in and the kids had these massive iPads with like, uh, oh. like little, uh, you know, the pen things that you control the iPad with. And they had these big things and they were like, what's the Wi-Fi? And we were like, there's no Wi-Fi, you know. Should the pub not do Wi-Fi like, for that reason? It's the, yeah, it's, it's so that people don't go on there, because obviously we, I've got Wi-Fi. Obviously it also makes my Wi-Fi much worse upstairs, so I'm not going to encourage <laughs> anyone using my Wi-Fi. But You purposely give them the wrong passwords. But it was really nice to see that as soon as they said there's no Wi-Fi, the kids put their tablet down, they got out a pen and paper, and they were like sat there drawing on the paper and like talking with their parents. And it was like, you could see that it made that experience a nice experience because everyone was present. When we were on holiday, um, we always used to use, like, well, not necessarily napkins, but we always had, like, a notepad or something. We used to just play noughts and crosses or hangman. Yeah. We just draw on, like, with the crayon. Maybe sometimes, in your case, eat the crayon. Um, and it was just... At least I don't snort it. At least, I, at least I don't file it down and get a nice line. Well, I found as well, you go out for a meal, you see couples on dates, and they're sat there on their phone, you know, and they don't talk to each other. What's that all about? That's really people do that. People go down, go out for a meal, uh, order their food, and they just sit on their phone and just sit opposite each other on their phones. I think it's so sad. That's mad. So yeah, I'm sort of thinking that you know, everyone want to ditch it. Although I'm not saying everyone else ditch it because that's the only means that they can listen to this podcast. But in some senses, if we see that no one's listening and it's because they ditch their phones, that'd be great. But um, we're all probably just going to see that no one's listening because. No one wants to listen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I find it mad. Like, do you remember when, like, iPods, like, when they started turn, like, iPods used to be, you know, just purely mus- music, mm. and then wasn't it like Apple then turned them into um, having internet and having apps? It's just, like basically just don't call people. Yeah, the iPod turn went from being a music device to uh, uh, a means of taking photos and social media and stuff like that. It just didn't have the SIM card capability, did it? And um, yeah, I sort of wish they released a new iPod with just music again. You know, that'd be nice. Um, but I doubt that. I think it's all about the iPhone nowadays, isn't it? I just remembered a story that's pretty um, that's pretty mental actually about my phone from high school. Yeah. So I never like I actually never used it for the reason you used it, but I never called people. But also in high school, it's a bit sort of like you're under curfew or something. If you get your phone out. That's like the worst thing because you don't want it taken away. Yeah, well, you're not really allowed to have your phone at school. I know, but I um I think it was like during lunchtime. I had my phone out, however, I can't remember why. Put it back in my coat pocket and turned it off. But it turned out um I didn't turn it on and I turned it off and I actually pocket dialed the police. <laughs> and they came round my mum's my our house, spoke to my mother. And was and I guess because it. Like the audio wasn't very clear, so they thought that I was like something was wrong or whatever. And they asked my mum, like, oh, like, does he do drugs? You know, does he drink? Like, is he in a bad crowd? Really? All this shit. And then I, I obviously didn't know this until I got like until what was it last period? And Miss Hardigan, our head teacher, who she he didn't she was a force you do not want to mess with. 
Lovely person, though. Oh, lovely person, but, like, really strict. And still good discipline. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you did something wrong, she would make you feel like shit for it. Which <laughs> is, like, kind of rightly so, because you, you don't want someone to encourage that. No. But, yeah, so she came into our science room. She said, Luke Ellis, um, I need to speak to you in a more dramatic voice. Uh, can so you, you pooed yourself. I did not literally shit myself, but I did metaphorically, I guess, or whatever. So I, um, and she asked for my phone. So I got my phone out, had to turn it on, because <laughs> it was like an old, like, Apple 4. It took ages to turn yeah. on. And then it turned on and went outside, and she said, um, so why were you prank calling the police earlier? And I went, what? So I looked at my phone history, and I went, ah, oh, uh, miss, miss, I, like, really apologetically, like, you know, and she was oh, like, Miss, I think I might have pocket dialed. Um, it's funny, though, you mentioned school and phones, because I don't know about you, but I remember when I was at school, I had my phone, but I never took it out for anything, because what do I need my phone for when I'm at school? Like That is pretty sad, to be honest. And nowadays, I bet you go around and you just see people on their phones all the time. Yeah. I think it was also because I had a not very good phone. You know, I had the Nokia brick, and then I got an iPhone 4S. I had that all the way until I started my first job. Um, yeah, that phone lasted you for years. It was great, and it, this phone's going to last me the same amount of time, I think. But it's just so funny that if you've got a phone that can't do the things that everyone else's phone can do, you don't find the need to use it all the time and get it out. Mm. I think that's quite nice, and that's sort of why I think dumb phone would be great. Yeah. I, I went through loads of phones, to be honest. Well, you've, you've been through so many. I st- so I started off with an old Nokia. I don't know if it was a brick, but it was that kind of sort of design. To be honest, I think that had some of the best games on it. Then I went to another uh, Nokia. I don't know. It was like, it's sort of like a bit like a BlackBerry kind of style. And then, then I think went to uh, I don't know Apple. I think it was a four. Then it was the five. Then, for some reason, I dropped. I was lighting the bonfire in my grandpa's house dropped it oh my god and loads of dirt got in like the charger socket yeah. so and it was on fire yeah but i tell you what the like when i was watching a scene which needed explosions the visual yeah, quality was so realistic yeah you really felt immersed when your fingers were burning but <laughs> no um yeah and i was like you know jamming like the charger cable in, like a weird angle to like get it on charge and it lasted like five days on like five percent just by me now and again. This would be great for camping here, wouldn't it? It would. It's so flat. That's how we like it. I think it'd be very good to go do camping again. I think it'd be quite fun. Yeah. Because we're, we're, this is the sort of gung-ho podcast thing that we're now going to become normal, I think, for us. Uh, just going out and doing stuff. Because, you know, we're doing stuff. It makes it more interesting, right? Yeah, and I have a lot of memories from camping from Scouts. I mean, yeah, it was, it was kind of like a sort of brohood with scouts, actually, camping. I think, yeah, you know, you all, like, knew each other and, like, obviously kind of got on with, like, putting the tent up and stuff. So it's quite... And it helped that we had, like, an old World War One like, tent. Yeah. But um, that was quite fun. I remember, like, at night time, we used to play Worm Wars, which was we would get in our sleeping bags and you basically got, like... And you have to, like stand up and like try and knock people down and it was stuff like that well i wonder how many kids do oh, oh no see, like, 
He's just gone in the ditch. Oh no, dog. Uh, wait for the scout. Oh no. Yeah, I, I wonder how many people do scouts now, because I did, I was a scout leader, a young scout leader, for a year or two or something like that, which was quite fun, but um, I wonder just how many people still do scouts, you know, is that still a thing, or are people too busy on their phones, you know? Well, that was one of the things you weren't allowed in scouts, you weren't allowed to bring anything electronic. And that's great, don't you think? That was good. <coughs> but, which made some of the, like, what was it, we had winter camp, which... For those who are in the scouts will know, it's quite a big deal because that's basically you go somewhere like near S60 Way and it's sort of bordering London, and you go and there's one particular spot you can go to where you can see like the whole you, at night time you see the whole of London like the street lights, but during the day it was less nice because it was just factory smoke. Oh. But like so it was known winter camp was known for two things it was known for like everyone like all of these groups being close together three things actually everyone being close together it horrendous mud <laughs> and you had like it was essentially had like a little like fun fair so you had well like it's when all the scouts join together isn't it to do an event isn't it well the i well yeah it's basically all the scouts come together but you usually don't really mix with other people yeah you sort of just do your own thing but you had like dodgems you had like rides you went on you know like oh, so it's like a there. fair yeah, it's literally like a little fair that you'll put up. Oh, and there was a, um, you've been to America, you might know this, Chubbies? No, no. I don't know what that is. It's quite a big American, I think, like fast food thing. But it had like a sort of... Chubbies? Yeah, something like that. I don't recognise it. But it um, it had like, it's basically like a fish fan, but you, like a fish and chips sort of fan, but you had like, don't they give you like donuts and hot dogs and stuff like that. But... Yeah, I remember when... He's just got a mouse. Your horrible dog has just killed a mouse. He's just run off. It's dead. Why did you pick it up? Well... What a horrible dog. Killed a mouse. I mean Disgusting, violent, violent animal. My grandpa's old poodle killed my, killed my brother's rabbit. Really? Tell me that story. Right, so we were about... Don't look at me, Monty, like you're innocent. So yeah, we were about, I don't know, like five or six years old, quite very young. And our old dog, Toby, was a lovely golden retriever. Like, didn't hurt anything. You know, he was so, he was like a, just a perfect companion. And my brother, he always used to open up the rabbit hutch in the morning and go, Good morning, Mr. Bunny. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know its name. <laughs> That's how close we were to it. Yeah. And, um. Toby just used to sit there and stare, sort of like, he's got four legs, his hair, you know, didn't care. And then my grandpa then brought his, came over, and he, we had to look after his poodle, who he went hunting with. And so in the morning, Miles opened the thing, went, good morning, Mr. Bunny. The poodle jumped in the cage, ripped his shreds, one of the, we had two rabbits, ripped his shreds, one of the rabbits. The second rabbit, absolutely like panicking, shaking stuff and um we got harvey out you know and like harvey is the hunting dog harvey was the poodle yeah so we got harvey out close to rabbit and the second rabbit's like there shitting himself with the <laughs> with his dead companion like ripped his shreds next to him to him uh, but the thing is i guess as a kid we didn't really like it didn't really bother us but the biggest thing was it's like my brother thought it was my rabbit so he kept te- he kept going my rabbit's alive and you're once dead <laughs> 
Then we found out it was his rabbit, so I flipped it <laughs> on him. It's like, ah, your rabbit's dead, mine was still alive. Loser, loser. <laughs> Brilliant. And then the next day, we woke up in the morning, went to see if the other rabbit was okay. And we don't, we, well, I guess I suspect my parents let it go, but we don't know because that rabbit <laughs> was not in its cage. Want to have a sit down? This Let's have a sit down on this lovely bench, yeah. Well, so the rabbit escaped or the rabbit was killed? What happened? Well, there was no blood or anything. And it's just there was like, the thing was empty. Like the cage was, there was no rabbit. Oh. So we just went down there in like the morning. At, like, I guess like nine o'clock or whatever. Oh, and, wow. Like, there was just no rabbit. Dog. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I think it's been quite fun to do a podcast again. What do you think? Yeah, it's actually been really nice. It's lovely to do it as well, quite outside. You know, making the most of the beautiful Suffolk. Yeah, well I'm just waiting for it to get cooler again. Because it's so... I mean, starting today, it feels cooler, doesn't it? I think it's probably about 16, 17 today. Really? But it's just so hot. You know, yesterday it was 21, 18 at night. It's insane. In October. Yeah. Like, I, I really like the sort of autumn feels. Like, walking through leaves... Had like a nice coat on and it's coming and the orange sort of off the leaves as well. I just, I just like the whole autumn vibe. Yeah, but it just feels so summery still. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered another rodent story of my pets. So we had we got hamsters and um, I had one called Daisy who was an absolute bitch, <laughs> and um, it was quite funny. We got like the little you know those wheels that they walk around in. Well, run or whatever. Hamster wheel. Yeah, they put no not wheels like sorry the balls. Like the hamster ball. The balls that you put, let him outside of the cage for walking. Yeah. And Toby like went in the room and we were a bit worried, thinking, oh, the dog's going to kill the hamster because these things are quite limp. hamster killed the dog? No, no, the hamster was like chasing Toby. <laughs> she, she was like, she was like, come at me, brother, fuck you up. And Toby was just sort of like, I guess Toby was just like, oh, I can't be, this is, she's too ballsy for me, I'm walking out of here. <laughs> but she was a fucking bitch. She like, you know, so you go to like, you know, stroke them. You're meant to put your, like, you're meant to like put your hand near them to get hamster. used to Hamster. Near the hamster, yeah. You're meant to put your hands near the hamster to like get used to your scent. Ev- she saw that as an opportunity to like draw blood on you. Really? She would like bite you. She never bit my dad, but my dad apparently was like hamster mad as a teenager. Right. Like he had like, you know, like tubes and stuff all over his room. Like he was like mad. But no, he, so she bit everyone. <laughs> and then my brother got had a hamster as well at the same time. I don't know his name. For the sake of it, we'll call it Craig. Craig the hamster. Craig died. How? Well, we put him in the cage with Daisy, and we think Daisy killed him. Really? So then we got a separate cage for Miles' replacement hamster, which then died afterwards, (laughs) which then lasted like, I don't know, like, you know, they don't live long hamsters, so I guess like a couple months or whatever. No, years, surely. I don't don't know the lifespan. I, I thought months would be quite long. It's sort of, I guess, mid like span. I reckon they live a couple of years. Daisy led led for led for like I guess the maximum time she could. Whereas thing at Craig like How long was that? I don't know, it was like a couple of years or something. Yeah. I am sort of basing that on what you just said. <laughs> she it felt like fucking forever with that woman. That I mean that hamster. Yeah. And so Miles we've got this Miles second replacement hammer hamster. And the rebound hamster then died. Like it's lasted a while but then it died just of like sickness of old age. Great. So we buried him in the. We buried both Miles's hamsters in the garden, and fucking Daisy still clinged on that. But like, uh, it was nearly to the end. I liked. I thought, oh, she's fine. Like near the end of her lifespan, because I never stroked her or anything. 
And then on the last day, like near the end, I like sh- went to stroke her, and she fucking bit me. And I was like, this hamster's evil. She's oh. devil incarnated. I've often thought that. Um, I was so happy when she died. What ha- Daisy? When Daisy died, it was hallelujah all round. So what's the difference between a, a hamster and a guinea pig? Guinea pigs are bigger. Right. So guinea pigs live longer. I suspect so. We used to have guinea pigs as well. That's why I ask, because I suspect you've had every animal you can buy in a pet shop. We had... Including an owl. <laughs> yeah, God, we could try and do a net recommendation. We had, a ha- we had two rabbits, they died. So we, we, we then we homed, we, we used the hutch for guinea pigs. Still, still got memories of Dad, like, clipping their toenails and stuff. Clipping guinea pig toenails? Yeah, if they got too long, you know. Oh, right. Things. Like with dogs, we've got to sometimes clip them. If or my dad does stuff, just or my dad does, just put them on like on like tarmac and let. We just take them for a walk down the road. Yeah, we just t- like file them on the road, basically. Yeah. Not literally like grab the dog. But yeah, and then drag it. <laughs> but no, so we had those. They died, Daisy, and her poor f- uh, comrades. They died. Then. <laughs> We had fish for a long time, but we made the classic mistake of bringing, bringing, trying to get variety. So we bought some big fish to go with the small fish. The big fish killed all the small fish, and so I think we did a lot of like finding Nemo's. Like we put them down, like dead fish down the toilets and stuff like that. Oh. I guess at the time we just thought that was okay. Then, then my parents hated me, so they bought chickens, which yep. I have a phobia of birds. But depends why you've got an owl and ducks. <laughs> Just to just to put me in my place now that I'm more at home. <laughs> so, but yeah, I remember one occasion. Like I used to get so scared shitless. Like if they um, if they were like le- they used to let them out in the garden now and again. And if I didn't, if I was not warned, and I went out and they were right, they always used to like huddle near the gate, which was near the do- front back door. Mm. So I would open the door, but like shit, I'll shut the back door, lock it, shut the utility room, lock it, go into the ch- kitchen, shut the kitchen go all the way upstairs into my room and then shut that door and then go from the furthest possible like let's go as far away from that door as i could in my own room and maybe arm myself <laughs> arm yourself with what what was ever lying around but i remember one time i went outside and they were like coming towards <laughs> me and i got scared shit so i got like a rake and they had like the plastic bit like plastic you know scrapey bits at the back yeah. and i started like attacking the chickens with that like, how old were you at this point Oh god! So we had the chickens, uh, maybe coming up to twelve. So, so speaking of this, I don't know how I got onto this, but we were talking about doing things with you for the podcast, like Piggy's cooking show or Piggy's driving show. Um, But of course, we can't do the driving show anymore, can we? Because what's happened? Oh um, yeah, so I was you know trying to save some children and like crashed. No. I try to make it here. Right. No, I basically was going down like this. Um, like this Bear in mind, his commute to work was at the time five minutes. Not be pedantic for six, but it's, st- it's short. It's yeah. the point. So I was getting there, like, I was on time and everything, so I wasn't rushing. And I went down like Otley Bombs, and it's really like overgrown and bushy, and it's quite bad for deers. And a deer like ran out. And I sort of was on the... It came from the left-hand side where I was on. So instead of, like, you know, moving to the right to sort of go around it, and then it bent... I thought if I did that, the deer's just going to hit me. So I sort of tried to swerve and, like... Not swerve, tried to, like, break and, like, get into... How like fast were you going? Did you come to a stop? I did a... Yeah. Well, I did eventually. Yeah. 
I know, 30. Yeah. Like, yeah. But fast enough that you don't think you could have broke before hitting the deer? Well, no, because the deer, it was just the position of the deer was quite, was very close to the car. So, it was so, like, you know, like, if I'd braked, I think if I'd braked, I would have still hit it. So I thought, I'll go into, like, this ditch, sort of get a bit away from it. Little did I know that there's, like, a metal post covered in the bush and everything. And then I hit that, and I then tried to get out of the ditch, you know, and I think that then what screwed up my tyre. It, like, twisted. Yeah, because Pig showed me the pictures, and is is one wheel straight, the other wheel was to the left, and the radiators were all broken and leaking, and yeah. you did a number of damage to that car. Didn't it get written off? It got written off because um, it, it had so much... It wasn't like the engine was fine, but the chassis got really badly ruined, and that tyre... That tyre was a bit, yeah, because of me using that, well, trying to get out, and then sort of unrealising that that twisted the chassis and all that, which... Well, I imagine the twisting the chassis came from hitting a pole at 30 mile an hour. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was fake, I sort of braked. The airbags come on. The airbags in, because I sort of, oh, right. I was braking as I was going into the ditch. So it was a slow impact, but it just ruined the car still. It was just, yeah, it was just unfortunate. Because, like, if it was a, tr well, not, a, I guess, a tree, or if it was just, like, bush, you know... It probably would have been okay. Yeah. But, and it wouldn't need, like, work, obviously, but it would probably be drivable. It's just the fact I hit something really solid. Unfortunate, isn't it? It was as well, because I loved that little Citroen. Yeah, you had a Citroen C3, and it was a cracking little car. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, really smooth, really comfortable, but no longer it got scrapped, and now you're carless. I am, and unfortunately, you know, if I had the power, I would have gone a car by now, because this happened what like july a little while ago yeah but my parents sort of have a backwards philosophy where the new because they they're going to drive it as well it's like a little rundown car is what it was so in some ways i'm at the mercy for it because but they want a newer car so i think our car was it has to be an upgrade pretty much i think our car was something like 2008 or three it was you know i can't really remember and they want something a bit more modern, basically, like, you know, 2012 or something, like, 2006, like, from that sort of gap. So, and they want that, uh, you know, but they're also pretty bad at, like, just looking, like, online. Yeah. For cars, like, they are... Well, they've got a car, so it's not like they don't have to look for one, do they? You know, it's you who should really be doing the looking. Yeah, and it's, it's weird, like, <laughs> despite, because my dad's obviously, you know, a counter, he's, you know... He, you know, he, he doesn't mess around, you know, when he's working. Because he's got, you know, like, deadlines and stuff. And yeah. He wants, you know, someone's going to get angry if they're waiting, like, two months for a kitchen to be done or whatever. Because he's busy looking on his phone for cars. <laughs> well, yeah, but you get the point. Like, he, you know, he has to be quick. But at home, like, he, he doesn't really, he's not really on it. He'll sort of just go, oh, you know, in a minute. Or I'll get round to it, but it's never... Never it, happens. It never happens. So it just takes so long. It's like my mum found a found a car that looked good, like the re re reasonably priced for us. The people were um, only getting rid of it because they they had like it was something like they had a new child and then wanted a bigger car. Yeah. And it, you know, and it what was what sort of car are you looking at? So I think the car in question was a DS. Citroen DS3, yeah, yeah, nice. And um, they were looking at it, and it was in you know, and it looked so like it looked really good, and there wasn't anything wrong, and we said, well, we'll have a look. At Mum thought we're going to have a look at it. It's only down the road or whatever. And uh, Dad said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by the time 
dad went, okay, shall we go? Mum went, oh, well, it's not on there anymore. Someone's took it. We took too long. Typical. It's annoying. Oh, well. Um, so this has been 43 minutes of podcasting. So should we sort of call it a break now and just have this as a little introductory short one to come back into the into little podcast? Tease, as it were, yeah. Yeah, a little teaser. Yeah. Actually, can we just quickly talk about Ahsoka? Fine, Ahsoka. Spoilers <laughs> for Ahsoka up ahead. I mean, yeah, because what's it like? Only one episode left now. Yeah. So lackluster. I don't know what it is. Like, The Mandalorian. Mandalorian season three was shit. There was literally... N- I don't really understand why they took that direction. There was so many bad directions they could have taken. It seems to me, like, this Ahsoka season, it's it's been a bit of a letdown, really. I mean, there have been some cool bits to it. Same with Kenobi, same with Mandalorian season three, Book of Boba Fett. These things could have been so good. Um, like... Andor was fantastic, and that was in between all and of And, like, the first two seasons of Mandalorian were decent as well. I think what it is, is it's just disnification of Star Wars. You know, they're creating so much content now. Yeah, I think what it was, you know, they made Mandalorian. That got massive, like, popular, like popularity. And quite a lot of people, I think, like... Well, I definitely went on Disney Plus for the Mandalorian. Well, you got it especially for it. Because this was before they added, like, Family Guy and stuff. It was just, like, Star Wars, Marvel. You know, it was... Mm. And then, so like, it, I think a lot of people got subscriptions for it. So it was really big hits. So and now they sort of, and then they made Andor, and that was really strong. So like people got, Disney was kind of, like, well, obviously this is, they didn't just make the film then to start making Ahsoka, but like, you know, they thought, you know, we got all this success from Star Wars now, and let's just like milk it for worth of it. And that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, Marvel's very much the same now. I mean, old Marvel wasn't ever fantastic. Um, I it's so much better. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's really entertaining. Cool There's a good storyline now. Marvel is just rubbish as well. I tell you what, it's kind of funny. You'd think that you wouldn't think this from Disney, but they kind of got bad branding because they're sort of ruining the brand, and so therefore, at the end, it's value. Like the like, oh, I'm making a new Star Wars show. People might be like, okay. they're just in it to make money, aren't they? I mean, um, my girlfriend said uh, yesterday she's not interested in watching. Um, like a soak or something like that, because it feels like it's just a, a ploy to make money now, rather than um, so a is. passion thing. I think a big indication of this wasn't it in uh, remember what was it the L- Return of the Jedi? No, Last Jedi. You know the one with um, where Luke Skywalker comes back and it's really bad. Last Jedi maybe yeah, or the the one Rise Ryan of Skywalker, Johnson. one of them. The one with Ryan Johnson where he like said, "Oh, people don't like the film." I think that was the Last Jedi. Yeah, it's the Last Jedi where he goes, "Oh, people don't like the film because they're racist." Because they had like so many diverse like ethnic groups. It just shows complete lack of understanding for. But my point w- I was going to make was, and it's kind of with Mandalorian. They had those like weird, didn't they? Like puggles or whatever. Those weird creatures they kept showing all over the place. And the reason was is because they had made toys for them. They're just branding, just trying to sell them. They made loads of toys for them. And they're like, we need to. We're going to hope the film will sell it. And of course, I'm sure they sold loads of toys. But yeah. you know. If the film's bad, people aren't going to go back to watch the next one, are they? No. So, yeah, Ahsoka. You know, it's fine. It's entertaining. Um, there are some really cool bits. And I think, in some ways, it makes you think. Like, because obviously they've got that guy. Uh, what was it? Ray. I can't remember his name. Ray Stevenson? Yeah, yeah, something like that. The, the old. He's in RR. He, um, he died, obviously. Like quite a while back and he died before the release of the series didn't he yeah because in the first episode it says like in love and memory of ray but like his character is probably one of the best characters yeah i mean he's good casting there and they've had they've 
I think the show in general, they cast him well, and they cast Thrawn well, because it was the correct voice. It's safe voice actor. Um, but with the exception of those, I don't think the casting was very good for this season. No, yeah. I mean, the acting is a bit half-assed. No one really knows their own character. Ahsoka, she's supposed to be like a, for, a Form uh, 5... What was the the lightsaber form she does? Well Acrobatic version of form five, isn't it? There's form five, isn't it? There's um, what's it? J, Sail or whatever, which would make sense because she's using two lightsabers. Yeah, it's her form of acrobatic lightsaber combat, and yeah, she's the le- least acrobatic actress I've but ever seen in my life. But that's like as well, also the um, like that's the limitations of reality. Yeah, I think the physics is different in live action than it would be in anime because you control the physics and that. Yeah, I mean, I think if they were Make like Ryan uh, Dave Filoni has sort of made another season of Rebels with this, isn't he? Or at least he's said that that's what he's doing. But it doesn't work. If you're going to make an, another series of a cartoon, make it another series of a cartoon. Don't try and make it live action because cartoons are great because they're cartoons, and live action is great because it's live action. You don't have to blend the two. Yeah, and there's also like other sp- like I don't know. There's just a lot that. I- so just if you haven't seen it, I'll sort of clarify what. The big issue kind of is for me anyway. So um, the, the Rebels was a big TV show and stuff, and it left where the main villain and one of the main characters basically <coughs> like they disappeared. So no one knew where they were. They're suspected to be dead, but some people think they're out there somewhere. We'll find them. And you got this one person who she was just like an ex-soldier essentially, and she comes from like a sort of warrior clan. Mandalorian. Mandalorian, exactly. And so, and Ahsoka's basically a former Jedi. Basically, we don't, we never, we don't see this throughout the series, but in like the first episode, it's, they just say that Ahsoka and Sabine, the Mandalorian, were like master and apprentice, like they were training. And clarity, Sabine is not, does not use the force, or at least she's never been shown to. So, we've been. We've never even seen anything with their relationship because. Ahsoka's no. always been with Ezra, or Kanan, Ezra's master, yeah. who um, who did die in the series Rebels. Um, but we we see nothing. That's the big issue. So, like, it's it's a bit random. It's sort of, I guess, kind of, I'm trying to think of, like, an example. I guess it's, like, Homelander sort of going up to, I don't know, like, I don't know, Huey's dad, and finding out, and, like, sort of saying, hey, we're going to rule the world together. And they're like, how do you two know each other? You never interacted at all. Yeah, it's just... It's the, the case of being told and, and not shown, isn't it? Because that's the thing. We're told that they're like apprentices. And then in the most recent episode, the Panoptic... The, the ultimate. Yeah, episode. There's like a scene where Soka f- tries to find Sabine through the Force. And some, and like the robot that Sabine... That, which is the other thing. So Ahsoka hangs out with this robot who trained Jedi. But you don't know what happened. No, there's no story there. Because he was in one episode in Clone Wars... Which is way before, like, you know, A New Hope. And how did it, how did she end up hanging out with Hu Yang? Like, what? Yeah, it makes no sense. But anyway, he says, like, to him, is your connection with Sabine strong enough? And I'm sort of sitting there like, well, I didn't even know they had a relationship. You know, they're just sort of out of nowhere. She's just sort of gone. You know, it sort of feels like... It's plot convenience, isn't it? It's very much so. But, like, it feels like what sort of happened. Like, the relationship, basically, is like, it feels like Ahsoka sort of, like... Yeah, I'm on this mission to find Ezra, who I was sort of one of my best friends. You know, he saved my life more than I count. And then he goes, I'm just going to talk to one of his colleagues, like, from the office, essentially. And she's like, hey, um, 
also got to say, <laughs> the, the character writing of Sabine in this story, she is so hateable. First of all, somehow she survives a lightsaber blow to the uh, uh, abdomen, which is impossible. You know, you would die. You know, light, with lightsaber, we've seen it in episode one. It can blast through, it can melt through a blast door, right? Completely melts it, right? If it went into a human, all the organs would just be gone, and yet somehow she survives, shrugs it off like it nothing happened. But the character writing of this person, she's so unhateable, you know? It, it, we, we've seen at the start of the season, she's shown to ditch an awards ceremony for her dead friends, and she just rides off. Well, you know, why yeah, would you do that? I think the idea they were trying to make it like a sort of, you know, bit she, of a rebel. Well, yeah, but like she's this great war hero, but now she's like an alcoholic or something. That's like they're trying to give it like it's a sort almost of almost like the fallen, uh, the fallen like hero, yeah, yeah, which is not the case because she was never like that, and there was not really any. She didn't like have any like tragic background, particularly from like from the gap between that episode to like last episode of Rebels. There's no real tragedy. But also, like you said, it's like in it's in respect for her friend. Why would she just go fuck them? Basically, that's the attitude. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of the series. I don't think it's written or done very well. I'm still going to watch it because it's entertaining. And it's the last episode as well. Yeah, last episode tomorrow. So we'll see how they do. Um, but yeah, so I think we're probably going to finish up here. Yeah, um, we're trying to get back with you with some stories and such. Yeah, I mean, I think it's quite quite fun. We'll see how long it takes for us to get back on the air because obviously uh, a lot has changed <laughs> since last time. So we'll see how I get it back up. Um, another thing to mention as well, I was thinking about adding in uh, a Patreon or something like that because if people, provided they still want to listen, if they donated together, like £5 a month, you know, right. of everyone, that would pay for us to make this because... To make this show possible, we've got to pay subscriptions. You know, we've got to pay mm. an Apple subscription. We've got to pay a subscription to go up on all the other platforms as well. Um, and if, you know, if anyone can, you know, pay anything, a small amount a month, it make this m- so much easier, especially as I'm now broke. <laughs> so, yeah, no, thanks Penny for listening. Um, and... Uh, Yeah, hope you enjoy, hope you listen to this, and hopefully we'll be back again soon. Yeah, take care and see you later. Yeah, see you later.